Hey, what is up, Sermon Podcast listeners? This is Pastor Adam back with you again. Wanted to give you an update on all the new things that are happening here at VBPH Sermon Podcast. Want to begin by saying how much we appreciate you, the listener, for allowing us to make these changes so that we can be a blessing to world evangelism. If you hadn't heard, in the last week we had... uh, begun to put out some uh, advertisements on the podcast. The reason being is that that is a very easy and simple way for us to generate some funds uh, just by you playing this podcast. And if you didn't hear that, uh, the reason for that is because we are going to use everything that this podcast produces is going directly to the cause of world evangelism. And so uh, we want to see how much of a blessing we can be to nations and missionaries around the world just by you listening to a few uh, advertisements during the sermons. Uh, That will immensely help us to be able to raise some funds. And just to give you a heads up of what is possible, in the last week, just by you listening, we were able to generate $20, close to $20, Uh, just by adding those simple advertisements uh, to our sermon podcast feed. So that is the reason for that. And we also want to just update you with this major change. So we now have in place the ability for you to become a premium subscriber. All of the links are going to be in the show notes if you are interested in this. So what this is, we are producing now a version of the podcast that has zero ads, it has zero extraneous content like intros or outros, it is simply a daily podcast that is going to show up in your feed and uh, so you can get directly to the sermons that you love so very much. We want to give you two options for this premium podcast. We promised that we were going to provide a $3 a month version of this premium podcast, and that is now live and ready for you to subscribe to. The link that you're going to use is vbph-sermons.supercast.tech. Now, I know all of you are uh, waiting on bated breath with pens and pencils and paper in hand, Uh, But the easier way, of course, is just look at our show notes. You'll find that link right at the top, vbph-sermons.supercast.tech. When you go to that website, you're going to have a very easy way to put in your credit card information. It's a seven-day free trial. You're going to get to hear what subscribers hear on a daily basis. And for three bucks a month, you can have seven sermons per week directly delivered into your podcast feed. And uh, no no ads, no fluff, just the sermons that you love for three bucks a month. We also do have some options on there. If you want to prepay for a year, uh, save a little bit of money, uh, that also will help us. Then uh, the other big option that I'm very excited about is for Apple Podcasts. So as you may or may not know, if you are an Apple device user. If you are on an iPhone, iPad, or on a Mac listening to your podcasts, Apple has just updated their podcast app with the ability for podcast producers like us to provide subscriptions uh, to our listeners. So I am very pleased to let you know that 
we are now live up and running with a subscription-based model within Apple Podcasts. We know that about three quarters of you are listening to this right now on an iPhone, and most of you are listening through the podcast app, the, the native Apple Podcasts app. So uh, what that means is it is especially simple for you to become a subscriber. Um, the only downside to that is that we uh, our, our goal was to raise $3 a month per subscriber, uh, but unfortunately, Apple takes a big chunk out of uh, out of that subscription. So uh, they for every dollar that you pay as a subscriber, Apple is taking thirty cents. So that is a thirty percent cut just for providing the platform. So because of that, what we did was we uh, we upped the monthly subscription cost specifically on the Apple Podcast app to four ninety nine per month. There's also a yearly option, and so that way we are still generating that $3 a month, at least, that we had set out to do in the first place. So if you want to give Apple the extra money and you just, uh, the convenience of having it there uh, in the Apple Podcast app, it's so simple. Your payment information is already there and ready to go. So for a convenience factor, it's amazing but it is a couple extra bucks per month. And so we just wanted to explain that to you and let you know that that is available. So we hope that that is a blessing to you. The other thing we wanted to announce is our current goal that I think is very feasible and I think would be a huge blessing. Our goal is to begin producing $100 a month toward the cause of world evangelism. And the good news is that in the short time we've had these subscriptions up, we are already raising $10 a month, and we think that we can very easily get to $100 a month uh, toward world evangelism. Wouldn't that be amazing that just through your subscriptions and through your listenership that we can, can begin raising money that will be a blessing to uh, the nations, to missionaries, to our mother church, and to the cause of world evangelism. Uh, would you join us in that? We would be so grateful. And hey, if you don't want to pay and you want to get the three sermons a week, man, that is awesome too. We are so glad to have you as our listener. No matter what level of support you are providing, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you for being a listener of this sermon podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. We hope you're getting inspired. We hope that God is speaking to you through these messages, and we are very excited to continue to provide this platform of sermons for you for the next coming weeks, months, and years to come. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. We appreciate you so much. Welcome to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages every week. These powerful messages are sure to inspire you and keep you on track. Whether it's our late founder, Pastor Wayman Mitchell, or any of your favorite fellowship leaders worldwide, including Pastors Joe Campbell, Paul Stevens, Mark Olson, Tom Payne, Harold Warner, Richard Ruby, and many more, Get ready to hear from God through this message. Romans chapter 12, just one verse, uh, verse 2. We're going to read that together. <clears throat> I was born in England, but uh, went to Australia as a 
child with my parents and ended up getting saved uh, in the Perth Church in Australia. That's where I met my wife. Been married for 30 years now. I know when you come to America, that's kid stuff sometimes, but there we go. But I remember as a new convert getting very stirred for God, very excited, passionate, couldn't wait, wanted, you know, felt the call to preach. Every one of us was talking about it. Uh, I don't know. Then something happened. There was a mixture of lies that I began to believe from the enemy. He said to me, if you go out there, I'll make you insane. Perhaps there was part of that, uh, part of just recognizing that, I mean, there is no ladder, but, you know, you begin to realize that, hang on, you're getting assistant Bible study leader, Bible study leader, you know, you begin to think, oh, who's going out next type of thing. I began to pull back. The first word I ever got from an evangelist was, brother, you're fighting God. That's not kind of, you know, I thought it was going to be stand before thousands, you know. But, uh, you know, <laughs> and I was. Not, not so much, I don't want to do your will, I, I, but a fear. And the will of God for me had become something that was dark. It was something in my mind that when I thought about the will of God, all it meant really was death. And I understand sacrifice, and I understand all of those issues, but it was more than that. It was, the, it was a sense of foreboding. that If I go for this, it just seems so hard, and it seemed kind of overwhelming and imposing. The will of God just seemed to impose, and just it, it was just something that I was pulling back from, though I wanted to be saved and I wanted to. The will of God had become something in my mind that was very hard. Yet in our text, we're going to find three words that describe the will of God differently. It says the will of God, it is good, it is acceptable, and it is perfect. So let's have a look at that. Romans 12 verse 2, we want to read that together. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, let's look, first of all, at that word good. It's the Greek word, agathos. It means upright, of good character, disposition, quality. The author doesn't use the word which could have been used, which is the word kalos. Kalos is something that looks beautiful. You look at something and say, wow, that's beautiful. That's kalos. Agathos is something that is intrinsically good. It's, It's useful and therefore pleasing or excellent. In other words, it's something that is good inherently. When you look at the will of God, you may not uh, always be struck by its beauty. You might not always go, wow, that's calm. You're not always drawn to it. You 
don't always see how it's going to work out, how it's going to be profitable, how it's going to be useful, how this is going to be great. Because of what it looks. Jesus himself, the personification of all that is good, God in the flesh, Yet the Bible says in Isaiah 53, he has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And we esteemed him not. We looked. We said, I don't know about that. But yet inherently totally good. I want to tell you, I fought as a disciple. I remember I feared it. I, I was pulling back. I was in church, but I was full of fear and, and, and just, uh, uh, but I want to tell you right now, the will of God is good. And the revelation that Joseph come to as he stood before his brothers was, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save Many people alive. He's looking back at all the betrayal, the injustice, the prison, the struggles, and he looks at his brothers and says, I'm going to tell you something. All that I've been through, I can look you right in the eye and tell you the will of God is good. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. When Jesus wrestled in the garden and and, and and he's wrestling with the cross and the will of God, he, he finally comes to the point where he says, not my will, but yours. And we know what the will of God at that moment looked like. It didn't look like good at all. It looked like defeat. It looked pointless. It looked like, what's this going to accomplish? But yet that greatest sacrifice of all has caused us today to be here saved, the incredible goodness of that moment, which is why David said in Psalms 27 verse 13, I have lost, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, I know one day we're going to get to eternity and we're all going to go, wow, now I understand. I understand that one day we're going to get to eternity and understand things we haven't even uh, scratched the surface of. But I believe that if you will serve God, there will come a time in your life where you will look at your children, you will look at your family, you will look at your friends, you will look at your brothers, and you will say, just like uh, Joseph or just like others have said, you'll say, the will of God for my life. I didn't always think it. I didn't always believe it. Sometimes I was afraid of it. Sometimes it looked really dark. But I tell you what, it was good. It was good. It was good. It is acceptable. Let's look at that word. It is defined, eurorestos. It means well-pleasing or something that is pleasing or acceptable. So that's odd, isn't it? The will of God is pleasing, acceptable. (laughs) Not always pleasing to us. 
You know, Jonah wasn't pleased. In fact, the Bible said he was displeased exceedingly. Peter, as he wrestles with the fact that Gentiles could be saved. That's, that's not pleasing to him. He's, he's having to wrestle. I've never eaten anything that's uncommon or unclean. He's wrestling with, with an it because it, it doesn't gel. Many times we live by our own self-will, what's acceptable to us. We live by our own instinct. And, and therefore, the will of God, you know, uh, uh, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So our flesh obviously wants to go one way, and sometimes the will of God is not really pleasing. So what does it mean? I want to tell you, the will of God pleases Him. And that is our aim. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5.9, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself <coughs> excuse me, with the affairs of this life, that he may please him, this is 2 Timothy 2.4, who enlisted him <coughs> as a soldier. Jesus said these words. He said, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do the things that please him. Pleasing God. To please God. You know what? Let me say this. God is not hard to please. He said, if you give a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, you shall by no means lose your reward. Acts of service, things that you do in the will of God, it pleases. I, there was a, a, a pastor's wife that called me. This was a number of years ago. And uh, she was in tears. She was distressed. There was a lady uh, uh, in the church who I actually knew this couple. I knew the lady in the church. Uh, and they were clashing very badly. This, this, this woman had really, uh, in this pastor's wife's mind, really come against her. It was devastating her. Now, I knew this woman, and, and she wasn't a bad woman. This was a professional couple. They were, they were, they were good people. Uh, I had known them personally for many years, and I, couldn't, I just couldn't understand why this class... You know, she wasn't just like a nasty woman. You know, every now and then you have nasty women. This was just not just a nasty woman. She's a good woman, so I'm trying to get my head around. I said, listen, I'll pray for you, and began to pray. Now, what happened was this, this woman uh, uh, went to bed, and this is, her, and she's not one of these very super spiritual women. By, by, clearly, she's in bed, and she says, by her own words, that she woke up and she felt that Jesus was standing right there. And he said to her, and he began to speak to her and tell her all the things that the pastor's wife had done for her. He spoke about a phone call, reminded her of a phone call when she was in trouble. He reminded her of a birthday gift that had been given to her daughter. He, he began to speak to her and, 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 and then went. She's crying. Then she went back to sleep and woke up and Jesus was there again. And he spoke and he reminded her about, you know, this thing or that, you know, phone call, whatever it was, different little things. And she went to church the next service. She's weeping, hugged the pastor's wife, apologized. I'm so sorry. And, 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 and so the relationship was healed. When I got the phone call telling me that story, what astounded me 
was that God even cared. That Jesus, take it as you want, even was concerned about a phone call. Had noted a birthday cake. Understood little things that had been done. And I want to tell you something. Uh, It's not hard to please God. Everyday life, it's not hard to please Him. Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments. 1 John 3, 22, 23. We keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. You know, something about pleasing God has its own reward. You know what, my, my son now, he's, he's, uh, I've got three children. My oldest daughter is 27, and then uh, 24, and then my son has just turned 17. But when he was a little fella, when he was a little boy, he was actually very good at soccer. I mean, like, he got scouted when he was five years old. He was very good. They'd take him to all the, the, the... He was just, you know, he was very good. So, so uh, 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 he... So I used to go along to the football games, you know, like I'd go along and watch him when I could. Many times I was traveling, but when I was there, I would, I would go and watch him if I could. And I'm standing on the sidelines with all the, all the parents. You know how it is. You kind of, gee, kids, you know. And then Jake, that's his name, you know. So Jake, he'd do something, score a goal, you know. Everyone cheering. And, and it's funny, you know, because he would score and his first look would be to me. And I'll be on the, t- you know, <clears throat> to the other parents, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but it was interesting that he, he would look to me. And, you know, I wasn't there at every game, couldn't be. And so I'm sure when he scored a goal, he enjoyed it and celebrated with his, with his, with his mates and it was, it was electric and it was great. But when I was there, to see me kind of like, it, it just, it, it did something. I want to tell you, when you please God, no one's around. You know what it's like? I, I mean, it does rain here, I found out. It does rain. I didn't think it did. Maybe it's the wrong illustration to give here, but you go out one night, it's cold. You've got some follow-up. To, you know how it is. You go and knock on the door, you know. Curtains move. No one answers the door, you know. And you, you just, you've driven out somewhere. You could have been home with the kids. You could have been home with your friends. You could have gone out to dinner. You could have done a lot of things that you needed to do. But that night you went out. No one knows. You're just going out to make sure someone's okay. And they don't even, they don't even open the door. Right? You get back in your car. And you're <laughs> trying to keep a good attitude. And you're, and you're driving home. I want to tell you right, right there. When you choose You believe that was the will of God for you that night. You believe that's what God wanted you to do. You got in that car. It didn't accomplish what you thought it would accomplish. But I want to declare to you right now, God, the Bible says, when you do His will, He is on the touchline. It's like there's something in God. It pleases Him. You want to please God? You want God just to go, you know what? That's, 
Oh, I know he's not perfect, but that's my boy. I know he's got issues, but that's my boy. There's something about my boy. My son, look at him. You don't always get, not everyone gives you the big round of applause or you're somehow the, you don't always get what, but I tell you, when you're at home and you take care of your wife, you're looking after at work, you're a good testimony, you've got a chance to do something crooked and you just, before you say, no, I'm not going to do that. And that hurts you. It hurts perhaps your promotion or whatever. It gives, what, but you please God. I want to tell you, there's not many people in life, who do you want to please? I mean, what a privilege that we have to hear God's well done. And I want to say that every single one of you, it doesn't matter, it's, 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 not the, it's not just the big things. You can please God by doing his will today. Let's close and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk or whatever. Perfect. The last word is the word here. The will of God, it is good, it is acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Now, this is the word which I know many of you will know, teleos. It's complete, a full age. It's reached its goal. It's maturity. Now, there are many things that we could say about this regarding the will of God. It's mature, the complete, the, the full age. I think one of the issues that perhaps we could take from that word in this context is the will of God is a complete picture. There's a beginning, there's an end, it's going somewhere. The trouble is that's not how we see it. Psalms 73 verse 2, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He's saying, just like many of us, we get up Sunday morning, we come to, here you are, 8 o'clock in the morning, here you run back. Those of you in ministry, you've got to get back for Sunday school, and you've got church, and then this evening you're going to come pray, and then, and then Wednesday night, and then Tuesday's follow-up, and Friday's Bible study, and then you're going to go to outreach on Saturday, and you've got concerts Saturday, and you're running here, running there. And then you look across the road. <laughs> You look across the road to that neighbor. When you got up this morning, he's in his dressing gown. He just turned on his 80-inch TV screen to watch the football. He's, 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 he's looking, you know, people say, well, sin makes you unhappy. Well, I, I know that. I'm, but I tell you, sometimes they look really happy. <laughs> I mean, I understand, you know, wages of sin is death. I understand all of that. It's true. <laughs> I want to tell you, though, sometimes sinners look really happy. They're off on holiday again. They're not tithing, but they look pretty blessed to me. I can tell you that sometimes. I mean, gosh, well, that's what the psalmist is saying. He's saying, here I am. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to. And then, look at him. He said, that did my head in. And almost to the point where I said, what's the point of this? I'm, I'm, I'm busting my jaws. I'm, 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 I'm giving all I got. And this guy, look at him. 
But then the Bible says, I went into the sanctuary of the Lord and I understood their end. And I understood that the will of God's more than just a moment. It's, it, it's going somewhere. Remember the perseverance of Job and seeing the end intended by the Lord. James 5.11. Here's his wife blowing up. She's an emotional uh, 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 mess. Uh, uh, curse God. Why do you hold fast to your integrity, etc., etc.? She's blowing up because in her mo- all she can see is the moment. And I understand, and it is true that the will of God is certain people at a certain time, in a certain place, doing certain things. That is very true, and we've just looked at that, doing good. We've looked at pleasing God. And it is true, there are freeze frames where it's critical in that moment. But I want to tell you this also, the will of God encompasses more than just the moment. It's like, I guess it's kind of like one of, one of these circus parades that, that you would get through the city, you know. And you can imagine a little kid and, he's, and, he, and he wants to watch the parade. And so he's looking through a little hole in the fence. He can't get, get into the crowd. He's looking through the, the, the little hole in the fence. And as he's looking, his mate's all around him. And he's talking. And he's saying, God, yeah, I can, oh, look, I can, I can see it. an elephant. Wow, there's an elephant. Hang on. Yeah. A cla- hang on. Someone's standing in front of the hole. Hang on. Hang on. And you're trying to look a little bit by bit. Oh, there's the, there's the clown. There's the, and you're watching bit by bit as it passes. But you go up to a high building. In one moment, you can overlook the whole parade. You know what I think when we read the Bible sometimes and we look back at the men and women of the Bible, we, we almost, in a bit like God, we, we see the perfect will of God. Because we look back and especially if we've read our Bible a few times, we know, we've seen the whole picture. So when, when that's why we respond the way we do. When David is panicking in the cave, ah, Saul's going to kill me, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. We said, David, 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 David. Don't panic. Don't we? David, we don't feel him really. David, don't panic. You're going to be okay, mate. You're going you're to be the king. It's, it's all right. It's going to be fine. Because we know we've seen the whole picture. We've read the book. It's like Gehazi when he's running after the money and he's running after the garments. We're going, Gehazi, don't do it. Don't do it because we know where it ends. So for us in a moment, we, we know the whole picture of a man's life because we've read the book. Well, God, I believe this, these witnesses that are around us are speaking to us and are urging us, don't go for the money. For some of you, they're urging, don't go for that girl. We know the outcome. Don't do it. While others, as you're wrestling with the with the purposes of God, and you're stepping out to do God, and they're cheering, come on. You go, well, I don't know how this is going to work out. They're saying, it's going to work out good because they see the picture. See, we make decisions, and we want to write our epitaph. We make wrong choices, and that's it. Well, that's it. That's my life, God. Or we make right decisions. We think we're, <laughs> we're invincible, you know. 
want to tell you, uh, the will of God is more than just the moment for you. This, this great cloud of witnesses, if, if, if they could speak to you, what would they say? Don't panic, brother. Don't panic. You're, you're, you're about to make a decision because you're, you're full of fear. Don't panic. God's got your back. When you live the perfect will of God, they understand it. Paul's testimony, which is why midstream in life circumstances, he's, he's able to say, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ, which is why he refused in the middle of it all because he said, this is not all there is. Good preaching, Pastor Brown. This is not all there is. This moment in my life, I'm going somewhere. The will of God is large, beginning it. It's going somewhere. That's why he was able to say, I've been poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. You know what? When I, uh, when I, number of pastors here, you know what it's like when you finish a sermon. You know what I'm saying? It feels good, doesn't it? When you actually finish writing a sermon. So I'm writing this sermon, and, and I finish this. I thought, yeah, and the will of God, man. And the will of God lasts a lifetime. That's powerful. The will of God lasts a lifetime. You know, it's like saying that, wow, that's powerful. Will of God. Will of God lasts a lifetime. Not just in my lifetime. And then God spoke to me. He said to me, he said, and then it just begins. I want to tell you the will of God. Don't write your life off. One moment. The will of God's big. Pick it up. Don't, don't, Don't miss it run with it. I want to tell you, if you do that one day. Okay, let me go back. I'm going to close with this, this, this thing. Here I am. I'm in the body. The last few years of my life uh, in the body there were, were, I was fighting God. I really, I was, I tried to beat this fear. If you go out, I'm going to make you insane. If you go out, I'll cause you to lose your mind. My own fear is insecure. I'm pulling back. I'm pulling back. I'm, I'm doing things. I'm a Bible study leader, crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm involved, but in my heart, I'm... Now, God has a sense of humor, and he was very graceful to me. I was asked to go on staff. Well, in those days, when you went on staff, you're on staff for six months, and then you were sent out. So you've got to get the picture now. I've been asked to go on staff. So, you know, yeah, wow, so now I'm on staff. As, as the door director, full-time those days. I was like, oh. But inside now, like, whoa, that means six months. Now, again, it was extended to nine months because of circumstances. But I want to tell you, that was because, because I was trapped now. <laughs> I was in the chute. <laughs> Torpedo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> huh? And so it took more courage to say to my pastor, I don't want to go. 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 I
don't want to go. It took more courage. Because in the, in the moments, you know what I'm saying, I knew God's will, but it just I was petrified. I got launched out to England, my first church, 23 years old, and they launched us to England. I was born in England, and I knew it was God's will, but it just... So now you've got to get... This is all true. I'm not exaggerating. Maybe a little bit, but I'm not exaggerating much. We get to the airport. I'm saying goodbye. It's like I'm in a dream. You know, some guys, don't want to go out. I want to go. I want to go. Not me. I'm at the airport. (laughs) I can still remember now when I walked through those doors. And and, and the door shut. And you're all alone. Me, my wife, and my bald little baby daughter, one years old. That was it. That's all we had. We get on board the plane. I, if, if I could have turned that plane around, I, I'm, inside I'm screaming. Inside as we're flying, I want to get out and go, ah, turn the plane around. Real fear. All jokes aside, real fear. And my pastor's made a mistake. This is a bad scene. What on earth am I doing here? Wrestling, tormented. We flew into England and flew up to Norwich. And I'm telling you, this is the truth before all of you. I got off the plane. I have wrestled with these fears for probably two years. I got off the plane. I wasn't looking for it. was not expecting it. was not, what, was not trying to hype myself up. I'm just trying to get my kid, my, my wife. And, and, and my foot hit the tarmac. And as soon as my foot hit that ground, I felt something just go, and leave me. And the Spirit of God came upon me. And I felt this overwhelming, I can have revival here. I'm going to have revival here. I want to tell you something. The devil is a liar. He is a liar against the will of God in your life. I can tell you, you can one day you give him your all, you surrender to the best of your ability. Say, God, I want to do your will. You will one day. You will one day say, Man, it was good. My life has been good. Oh, we've had heartache. Oh, we've had ups and downs. Oh, we've had this. Oh, we've had that. But the will of God was good. And along the ride, you've had an opportunity over and over and over again to please God. The will of God lasts. You embrace it forever. I want to tell you, the devil's a liar. The will of God is good. Can you say amen? God bless you. Amen. Lord bless you. Amen. I'm, I'm going to pray right now. And then we can, uh, we have a few moments, we probably have 10 minutes or so. Uh, we can open up for questions if you want. But I want to, heads about, just so eyes are closed. I know in a message like this, you know, every one of us has issues of, you know, there's issues of fear or there's issues of anxiety or worry. These things are, that's normal. The will of God is always greater than us. It's always bigger than what we think we can accomplish. I, that's, there's a normal wrestling but there are men here that as I have preached you could put your name on this message 
you're saved, you love God, you, 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 but the will of God for you has become dark. It's something you know you should do, but the enemy has lied and it's just, it's just almost foreboding. And today you're going to cast off that lie. You say, God, I want to embrace it because I know one day it's going to be good. I know one day I'm going to speak to my kids. I'm going to speak to my family, speak to my church, speak to people, my brethren. I'm going to say it's good. I will testify it's good. God, I want to please you. I will not write my life off in a moment. Instead, I will embrace. I want, I want to finish my course. I want to choose wisely because there are corners and, and, and journey to go on. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, what you talked about, going out, all those fears, that's me, it's real, it's deep, and I want God to help me. Heads about, eyes are closed. I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. I want you to lift your Heads about. No one's looking, please. Men, yes, your hand's going up all over this place. Quickly, and others, others, you lift your hand right now. Amen. In the back, yes, God bless you. Somebody else, yes, God bless you. I want all of you who raised your hands, I want you to come in the front here. I want you to come and stand. We're going to pray for every one of you. We'll not lay hands on you, but I'm going to pray for you. God's going to help you right now. Then we're going to open up for questions. But I want to believe God. I want to tell you it's a lie. It is a horrible thing to believe in your head that somehow God just, I don't know, wants to destroy you by his will. That is not his aim. The will of God is the safest place to be. It is the best place to be. I have moments in ministry now where I'm deep, I'm, on the, I'm in the depths of, I don't know, despair, I suppose, and heights of great joy. But I can tell you over and over and over, I say to my family, anyone that will listen to me, I would rather be no other place in all of life than the will of God. Oh, it's, so, it's such a privilege. I want you to lift your hands. My brothers, I want you to stretch out your hands to our brothers. We need the Holy Ghost right now to break every chain and every work of the enemy. I want, uh, I want you to pray. Come on, brothers. I, know I want you to lay hold of God. I want you to say these words in the front. We're going to surrender to the will of God. We're going to break that lie. I want you to say these words. Lord Jesus, I want you to forgive me for resisting your will. My Father, I believe that your will for my life is for good it's for your glory. It will please you and it will last into eternity. And therefore, oh God, I surrender myself and I command this spirit of fear, this lying spirit to leave my mind, to leave my life. I surrender unto the will of God in Jesus' name. Let's begin to praise God right now. Father... Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.